Hey, hey, Joe here from Allegedly. Real quick, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor, Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for your iOS or Android that picks up the most trending articles from the topics that are most important to you, and here's the trick, reads them to you in a natural human voice. From the Batman to Bitcoin, Kiev to the Kardashians, follow any topic your heart desires. And while you're there, go ahead and check out their featured podcasts from over 50 countries, like say, I don't know, allegedly. I've been using it for over a week now, and I'm loving the convenience of having my news and podcasts all in one place. So come and join me by clicking the link in the description and downloading Newsly for free. As an added bonus, go ahead and use the promo code ALLEGENDLY and receive one month of their premium subscription for free. Stop scrolling and start listening. Okay, back to the show. Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's <laughs> rebel. I think that's false. Oh, Master Splinter's super totes mad. What? Yes! Yeah. Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum. Y'all never amount to anything. Completely false. If it was Andy's girthy candy. There's no way they'd ever change it. So, name. so, wait, is it goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one's true. I am chocolate. <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where me and my co-host get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which facts are real and which facts are fake. My name is Alex, and with me always is Joe! Woo-ha! Woo! You brought the Busta back! I was, I, I was, I was pre-warned that the Busta might be appropriate today, and I gotta tell you, it feels good. God damn it, like, it's... Out of all my intros, I, I, I like the woo-ha. Yes. Oh, dude. I uh, I had to put up the Busta signal, you know, which is just a pair of parachute pants. and Well, that's the MC Hammer. Oh, that's right. Wait a minute. No, no. Would it be the clock? There that's, we go. That would that'd be Flavor Flav. God damn it! Uh, today Oof. on Allegedly, we find out how white Alex is. <laughs> Well, fuck, dude. Okay, I'm not taking any more guesses because apparently I don't know. Apparently, under this pressure, I buckle like a belt. Either way, either way, I got the signal. <laughs> yeah, all our, all my ignorance aside. <laughs> uh, we actually, again, made another new Twitter friend. Whoa. Ooh, we got another friend of the week? We do have another friend of the week. This week's podcast friend is brought to us by uh, two podcasters named Tessa and Nicole. They have a podcast called Doom Generation. And so essentially what the podcast is, is it's a comedy nostalgia podcast dedicated to revisiting the things that they say, quote unquote, doomed us. So like movies, trends, you know, anything nostalgia. And... Uh, Actually, the writer, my wife, uh, started listening to him because uh, I told her, hey, I was going to put a promo in for this podcast. Check him out. And now she cannot stop listening to him. And I think where she fell in love is they did an episode on The Labyrinth and where they talked about uh, David Bowie and how he mm. technically didn't have a codpiece, I guess, in the Labyrinth costume. And so Ooh. they can't stop talking about his loose penis in that costume. I mean, 
I couldn't stop talking about his loose penis when I thought it was a cod piece. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I, I couldn't stop talking about him just because it's Dave Bowie. Like, I mean, fucking. So, yeah, they were they're freaking hilarious. My wife can't stop listening to him now. Uh, we got a promo for them, and uh, we're doing another tangentially related podcast. Podcast. Boo. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do I, I I got confused again. I was gonna like I was thinking about doing another like Buster Rhymes reference and I'm just like god damn it. Like I was about can't touch this <laughs> and I'm like not the right guy <laughs> Oh god. So uh yeah, here's their promo. Give them a listen. Give him a shout out and then we'll jump straight to the podcast topic and see where this tangentially leads us. Hey, you want to get doomed? I'm Tessa and I'm Nicole and we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul mouth biddies have an always casual, often comedic. What? I think we're funny. And sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down nostalgia lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at Doom Gen Pod. Later Doomers! See, I did it. Uh, I did it. Uh, feels good. Feels good, doesn't it? It did. I actually feel like I did the woo a disservice, though. I kind of feel embarrassed a little bit. Look, man, if we ever get Busta on the show, he can give us a crash course in woo and uh, we can become honorary members, maybe. Yeah. The woo the Knights? <laughs> Whatever you want, my man. I just name everything Knights, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it. The Doom Generation. Go check them out. They are great. Hilarious. Please go check them out. Um, on that note, we do have a tangentially related topic. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, you ready? You ready to fucking feel this one out? You ready to see what this topic is? Let's let's do it. All right. So the topic of today's podcast is 80s movies. What? Man, dude. Uh, you should have gone in. We should have gone MC Hammer as it turns out. Oh, yeah, dude. We could not touch this topic. Dude, it's even got a little picture of a DeLorean, dude. Like, goddamn. There's there is nothing more 80s than the DeLorean. Both from the Back to the Future movies, and also just how that car was made. Um, maybe Neon. Pretty sure Neon was invented in the 80s. It was certainly perfected. It was. <laughs> neon is not a naturally occurring thing until the 1980s. Yeah, some would say <laughs> the 80s weren't a naturally occurring thing. Fucking <laughs> okay, dude, are you ready? I am kind of pumped. I love fucking 80s movies. I love them. Let's, yeah, let's, well, let's 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 do this. We've done '90s movies, so let's do. We this. did, we didn't. How did we do in the '90s movies? Do you remember? Um, I think we got like. Four I think out we did okay. 
you could literally say that about every podcast we've done. Hey. Yep. <laughs> I don't I I think oh god, dude, I might be jinxing on us right now, but I don't think we have yet to go an O and 5 podcast. I I think we I think we've always I think our lowest is a 1. I think Yes. Yes. Our lowest is a 1 and we haven't gone 0 and 5 yet. We have gone a 5 and 5 though. Like a natural mm-hmm. without bonus 5 and 5. Yep. We we've also we've I think we got an 11 out of 10 one time, but <laughs> That was that was some I, weird. There was some there was some next level math happening there. We definitely did some tweaking to the rules for that one. Others would say <laughs> cheating, and I would say we pulled a Houston Astros. Yes, yeah, we went we went totally, you know, Tom Brady on that one. You know what I mean? And by <laughs> that, legendary. <laughs> a legendary. Uh, uh, that's ah. All right, dude. Are you ready for fact number one? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why did you say it like that? I'm not sure. I've, I've drank a. Oh, I've, I've drank a lot of caffeine. It was like half a question and half like. <laughs> it sounded a like statement? you're being. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Man, that got me. I don't know why that got me. All right, dude. Let's jump into fact number one. When John Hughes wrote the 1984 teen classic 16 Candles, he had a completely different vision for the movie's main character, Sam Baker. Hughes originally wrote the script for a light blonde female main character and included in the script were lines and plot points related to her beautiful blonde hair. Hughes originally tossed Molly Ringwald's red-headed headshot into the quote-unquote no pile, but was asked to reconsider. He said he would if she would be willing to bleach her hair. Ringwald, whose iconic red hair was kind of her quote-unquote thing, would not compromise on the locks, but additioned anyways. She won over Hughes, who agreed to make the necessary script changes for the ginger teen queen. Uh, sure. Let's go again. (laughs) Um, I I mean, I know there was was a lot of changes for that movie. He originally wanted um, Ducky to win and get the girl, Uh, but I believe the studio decided... said no. So I, I know there was a lot of changes um, with casting and writing that movie. That's why, like, a few years later, he wrote... Um, oh, I can't remember. Th- anyway, he wrote another movie where the nerd did win. So <laughs> so wait, so so he, he, it was really important for him to get ducky. So he was ducky in that yeah. movie. Like, he was just like, he's gotta win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah and, he, really, and- he really fought for um, that character to get the girl in the end. And apparently he really fought for the main character to be blonde. Would that movie have changed if she was a... See, wasn't she kind of a quirky chick, though? Yeah, that was her like, whole thing. 16... Yeah, yeah, so they would have to, like... The blonde stereotype in the 80s was usually, like, the cheerleader, hot, you know, super popular chick, right? Mm-hmm. Like Yes, in the so 80s. <laughs> it... Yes, and so, like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that did not translate. Yeah, uh, it, it changed. Like, <laughs> but, um, so the whole point of the movie, though, she was kind of quirky. 
So could you have like a quirky, silly, uh, strange character with her quirky, silly friends if she was like this hot blonde chick that like everybody's like, God, her hair's so hot and blonde? No, well, what you do is you put her hair in a ponytail and give her glasses. Mm, And overalls. And don't forget to put paint on those overalls. Oh, there's paint on the overalls. (laughs) She's got ponytails. She can't be prom queen. God. And then you take the glasses off, and they're like, oh, she was attractive the whole time. Dude. Because, you know, glasses make hot chicks ugly. (laughs) Apparently, dude. I don't know, man. It depends on, like, you throw some glasses on anybody, they're like Mr. Magoo glasses, dude. Like, give you alien eyes. I don't know, though, dude. Like, hey, people are into anime chicks, so maybe that's just, like, a thing. Maybe that's a new fad. I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, you put some glasses on Heidi Klum. I'm out. Get out of here. You're like, this is too fucking much. Oh, poor eyesight. Get out of here, loser. Did did Molly... (laughs) Let me look at your driver's license. Corrective lenses needed? Ugh. (laughs) So, well, wait. So, okay. So... I don't know. I'm, I'm smelling a farce here. This is because she was blonde, and people already said plot points related to her beautiful blonde hair. That would, that would detract from her being the quirky, undiscovered beauty of the movie, right? Because that's how it always is. I mean, she it's, wasn't like a super quirky person in that movie. I, she wasn't ducky, but right, like. She wasn't super popular. It's not like everybody was clamoring to fucking, you know. Oh, fuck. Maybe I forgot the premise of 16 Candles. Uh, that was d- it. Are you thinking this is Busta Rhymes? No! Oh, God! <laughs> I can touch this! <laughs> this, the, so this one, okay, I remember the scene where they had... Like, it was, like, a birthday thing, right? It was, like, really iconic with the guy that she was kind of, like, falling for. Yeah, because her her family forgot her birthday. Yeah. So, see, this is tough, because I think Sixteen Tandles kind of falls underway. Like, there's a couple movies, like, For Better or For Worse, or, um, what's the movie? Can't Buy Me Love was another big one. That wasn't Mahler Ringwald, was it? No, that was not. God, what up? What was the other movie she was in? Um, she was in The Breakfast Club. That was yeah, that's right, that's right. That was she was in the Breakfast Club. I, I know. Yeah, dude. That, that was another John Hughes movie. Yeah. The, did the nerd get the chick in the end in that one too? Yeah, Judd Nelson. Well, he's not the nerd, but the outcast gets the the chick. Judd Nelson gets the chick. That guy, that guy's like Casey Jones level of edge, dude. In that movie, like, there's dude. no way he was a nerd. Oh no no. <laughs> but but the the outcast gets the. Uh, he got Molly Ringwald. Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise. So, I guess circling back around, personally, I don't know. I think this is, I, I think, that would detract, I think, from the movie if she ended up being, like, already, like, a really hot chick, and then she has plot points on blonde hair. You know what I mean? But who knows? I well, mean, we, d- we don't know changes. what those plot points were. So, yeah, exactly. So, they, but you could have been they could have been bunch. weird and racist. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's the eighties. That's a roll of the dice. Yeah, I mean, it was ooh, some of those John Hughes stuff. Don't doesn't age well. <laughs> so, 
then, I mean, you already said then that he had to do a shitload of changes, right? Yeah. That that was known. And you said that he wrote Ducky to end up winning, which Ducky failed fucking horribly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's let's go true. I mean, if we already knew, he had to make a ton of changes. Yeah, I, I know that. Like, I have no idea on anything about casting, but, you know... Like, I th- this is I think Sixteen Candles starts the John Hughes aunt. Uh They're like, well, after this, he just goes basically goes for a decade of just classic after classic. But I don't think he really was a big name at this point. So I, I can imagine that the studio had a lot of interference. Yeah, yeah, they they were able to make a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. So then let's do it. What? So what? What's your gut? What is what is Joe's? gut say my gut's saying it's true i mean it's plausible okay um okay, let's I, do I have i have no evidence or any any feeling against it okay no let's do it you know what i mean let's let's fucking take a ride on the true train true true <laughs> true ha <laughs> true ha <laughs> god damn <laughs> All right, dude. So we're gonna go true then. That John mm. Hughes wanted a blonde. Molly Ringworld said, "Fuck that." Audition won him over, and that's how we got the redhead and sixteen candles. Hundred mm, percent. All right, three, two, one, bam! Oh, it's false. Oh, son of oh. Okay, so none of this is true. The real story behind Sixteen Candles is that John Hughes was handed Molly Ringwald's headshot picture, hung it above his desk, and proceeded to write the entire script around Ringwald specifically as the main character in one weekend. God damn. Creepy and drug-fueled. Dude. John Hughes is responsible for so many classics. Home Alone, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Breakfast Club, Christmas Vacation, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, just to name a few. He left behind several unpublished works after his death in 2009. Here are a few more, a few of his screenplay titles that unfortunately never got made. Oh, God. Jaws 3, People 0, a Jaws parody. The history of Ohio from the beginning of time to the end of the universe. So it's a National Lampoons, or also known as National Lampoons Dacron, Ohio. And then Bartholomew versus Neff would have starred Sylvester Stallone and John Candy as feuding neighbors. Hilarious. God I, I can't believe none of those got made. We fucking... He... I don't even know what this. I never Josh would have guessed that John Hughes would like was just like I'm going to stare at this picture. <laughs> like I was like, oh, John Hughes, like he's you know he's innocent and sweet, like a like a nymph, like a little wood nymph. Aren't nymphs like super obsessed with sex? As it turns out, yes, yes they yes. are. Yeah, we found that out. I guess <laughs> that's an allegedly true ha. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Okay, so false. No, he literally wrote the entirety of the screenplay around a headshot of Molly Ringwald. Like, bonkers. But he did it in one fucking weekend. So, good on him. Rest in peace, John Hughes. (laughs) All right, dude. Are you ready for fact number two? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Fact number two. When deciding key elements of the script, 
for the 1985 hit movie Back to the Future, Marty's mom was nearly named Eileen. Christopher Lloyd was nearly Professor Brown, and the title was nearly Spaceman from Pluto. He's not Professor Brown. He's Doctor Brown. But it was. But his name he's was Doc. Emmett Brown. Right, but yeah. not Professor Emmett Brown. Doctor Emmett Brown. I mean, that's true. They called him Doc. Right. Mm, oh, are they trying to throw a fastball on me? Like. Yeah, there's so nothing. There's, in, there's nothing in there that I'm like, oh, her name was almost Eileen. I'm like, is like I'm kind of with. I'm like, isn't that her name? <laughs> okay, but but her mom was so this would okay, so if this is true, because mm-hmm. this this didn't happen. So Professor Brown didn't happen. Eileen didn't happen, and Spaceman from Pluto didn't happen. It's Back to the Future, Doctor Emmett Brown, and what's the mom's name? I, I honestly, Eileen. I don't know. Or Irene. Oh, fuck. You can't hear George in your head, like... No. Fucking trying to recite stupid poetry to her, and, like... You know I, what I mean? I, I got a confession. <laughs> I've never watched Back to the Future. No! No! You don't I've only ever that. seen the second no. one and the no. third one. <laughs> Dude, you shut the fuck up! Don't even lie! That's not funny! That's not funny! I've... I've seen the third one at least a dozen times. <laughs> but I honestly cannot ever remember sitting down and watching the first Back to the Future. Dude, do you you have to be like false. 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 100%. What? All I know of Back to the Future is Homie goes back in time with the clock tower. <laughs> His mom tries to bang him and then comes back to the 80s. I mean, that's pretty much all you have to know. And, and you know, Michael J. Fox is a fucking living legend. Yeah. In that. Like, now, if this was Back to the Future Part 3, I got you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> ZZ Top being the band at the fucking hoedown. Got you, dude. Dude, I cannot believe you've never seen the movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's a big, it's a big, I know, like, everything, like, about it. Kind of. Like, I've never... But I've never actually sat down and watched it. It's, like, one of my top, like, fucking five favorite movies. Well, then. You, I fucking what's, love What's Back the to answer, you. then, man? I know. That's why I'm losing it right now. I'm feeling... I'm just... I'm feeling false. It's, like, Maureen or Eileen? Irene? Fuck! All right. Let's look at this. Nearly... Okay, it has to all be true or all be false. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't. Professor Brown, you're right. It's Doc Brown. Doc Brown. That's going to be our key. Spaceman from Pluto is the, the, the fucking, I can see it on his bed. But why would the movie be named Spaceman from Pluto? Does Spaceman from Pluto have anything to do with the plot itself? No. This Unless isn't... you count the comic book. Right, but, but that's, just, that's just something he's reading. Right. So, like, he could have had anything. But no, I don't think so. I don't think it has anything to do with the plot unless they rework the entirety of the plot, like rewrote the script. Right, so... And I've never heard of anything it being like a Pluto-based space odyssey thing at all. So, no, let's go Let's go false. Let's go false. Let's, let's do it. Christopher Lloyd, give me strength! All right, we're going to go false. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, three, two, one, bam! 
fuck, this is true! Oh, God no. damn it! Okay. Oh, gotta, no. Yeah, see? They even included the saint. God damn it. My 80s card's getting pulled. The Doom Generation is never going to want us on their show ever. Because we don't know our Hey, fans. unless it's Back to the Future Part 3. Oh, then you got this in the Then bag. I got this. I don't know why. Maybe it just played on TV a lot, but I've legitimately seen that movie so many times. <laughs> oh, Lorraine. That's right. Fuck. I don't know Obviously. why I thought this. Okay. Duh. So, I can hear it now. Lorraine. Sid Sheenberg of Universal Studios got two of his three suggestions for Back to the Future incorporated into the script, and they were definitely the right two. Sheenberg did not think young people would relate to Professor. And now it's hard to picture Lloyd as going by anything other than Doc. Why the change from Eileen to Lorraine? It's a homage to Sid's wife, whose first name is Lorraine. Lorraine Gray, she's the actress from Jaws. Spielberg himself had to intervene to veto the terrible title change because no <laughs> one wanted to tell the head of Universal that was really fucking stupid. Spielberg <laughs> diffused the situation by sending him a letter that basically said, ha ha, super funny joke about the title. Sid, you're fucking hilarious. Who's a comedian? This guy, finger guns, pew pew. <laughs> they just never spoke of it again. I Fucking like Spielberg a legend, dude. Dude, Spiel- Spielberg's the man. <laughs> it's like, you almost got me with that one. I oh. love it. You, oh, need a, a- you need a movie written about how funny you are. <laughs> <laughs> let's title it Back to the Future. Shouldn't it be Let's Go to the Past? Dude, fucking genius. Well, I fucking got that wrong, too. God damn it. We're 0 Well, to be fair, my gut. I was like, I'm feeling false. Don't you start with me. Don't okay. you do that to me. All right, fine. I'm just kidding. All right, no. let's, go, let's go back to the next question. Let's go back to question three in the future. All right, fact number three. While Rocky IV was the highest grossing installment of the franchise and a fan favorite, critics who hated it most frequently cited the unrealistic fake punches and sound effects between the fighters as the primary complaint. The actors were not allowed to engage physically during the boxing scenes, or their insurance premiums would triple, and their acting was apparently not quite good enough to convince some discerning audience members it's been a minute since i've watched rocky four. Oh, and i have seen this fucking movie so many times i yeah, I've, so i've heard that before sir oh don't even oh for two over here <laughs> my heart's on fire <laughs> <laughs> so the okay so let's think here because that's the one Apollo Creed dies, right? Right. Killed by the Russian, right? Uh, Ivan Drago, please? Okay. Dolph Lundgren, please? Dolph Lundgren, yeah. Fucking, the man earned our respect! (laughs) Does he? I thought he was the villain. I don't think he earns our respect. So he was the villain, but by the end of it, it became apparent that he turned good. (laughs) I I think that's just called a concussion. 
him into a fucking doctor's <laughs> office. Give him more steroids, please. <laughs> Maybe I'm just feeling a little woozy, but I don't think the USSR is going to hold up. <laughs> Dude, I fucking still don't If I could change, and you could change, and I, where's the bathroom? <laughs> That's concussion. <laughs> Dude. Okay, so I believe it, though. I mean, so they um, had Yeah, a- I mean, by this point, Stallone is one of, if not, like, the top paid action stars in the world. Right. Rocky Four, right? It's the last installment before Rocky Five did not do well, right? I think it was, like, the last mediocre successful installment. I, I loved it. It's so cheesy and silly, and it's got great... It's got like three different montages in it. Like it it is if you wanted to sum up the aesthetic of the 80s, Rocky Four is a good choice. Like it really is. Yeah. Everything about it is like, yep, that that could have only happened in the 80s. So really quick though, Rocky Four, the end yes. fight. Right? That is the really really over the top when they show the slope, you know, they hit right. it. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember Rocky 3. So 1 and 2 with with uh with Apollo Creed and Rocky. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember. I remember some slow-mo scenes, right? Um but they were usually for emphasis. And then uh Clubber Lang, so it would be Mr. T versus right, yeah. Stallone, Rocky. Um they actually had a lot of fast motion in those that I remember. Like yeah, there was some slow-mo and stuff. Right, but I remember a lot of fast stuff because they kind of they had to show how much Stallone kind of improved as a boxer. Mm-hmm. So he did like he, there was a scene where he like just starts dodging him in the corner. Remember? Right. Yeah, yeah. And he could he couldn't hit him. Right. So this one though I think was like really over the top. It was like, and then it's just like all the sweat just flies off of him. Right. And they just do back and forth. And fucking Dolph Lundgren is legitimately like a billion feet tall, and Stallone <laughs> is like a billion feet short. So, uh, yeah, know. I just remember. I remember all the slow. Mo- they're, they're all shot at like kind of an up angle, right? So like, I mean, <laughs> they just they just look like giants. So, I'm gonna go true. Yeah, you're right. I think I think Lundgren was still was a pretty big name. He's a pretty mm-hmm. big headliner. I think Stallone was a mega headliner. Right? Yeah, and I mean, dude, he was, I mean, I think First Blood Part 2 came out. And so, like, I can't, I, I imagine those insurance companies don't want their star to get hit. Because he had to go on and star in Over the Top. Um, oh, yeah, you can't, you can't. You can't, you can't be injured if you're going to go do some arm, arm wrestling. Yeah, dude, you got to go. He had to go over the top for that. One. He already had. He had to take out extra insurance to learn how to drive that eighteen wheeler, uh, and, and like work out his one arm. God damn he's it. it. <laughs> Here's another thing that we have to consider: mm-hmm. Lundgren, both Lundgren and Stallone. I mean, Stallone is a big dude, right? Even though he's like, I think he's like five eight. 
right? Right, but he's, he's, five, a buff, he's a buff guy. But he's by a, this point in the 80s, he is, he, he is full huge. Road. Yeah. But Dolph Lundgren was legit big. He's like Schwarzenegger big, right? Mm-hmm. So these guys throwing punches, like even with boxing gloves, and, and, and you know what I mean? Like that could have, they could have easily knocked each other out, right? So yeah, hundred percent does not surprise me that they like just had to stay so far apart. Now I think it adds to the endearing elements of Rocky. You know what I mean? Where he throws a punch. Yeah. And like, I also <laughs> think that like they're also going for an aesthetic. Exactly. So you know. I I think it added to the movies. You know, uh, it was endearing for the movie. But then again, I can see. I can totally believe one of the main reasons why is because insurance would go through the fucking roof because fucking you break a jaw, right? And all of a sudden, mm. you know, Stallone's like, oh, because, you know, he can't fucking talk. <laughs> you know, yeah, but I think, like, even at that point, like, he had to be taken down at least 15 mil a movie. Yeah. You know, something like that, that just puts production at a halt. Exactly. And, yeah, I mean, especially if he gets hurt while boxing, <laughs> then his physical, his physical, uh, his physical scenes plummet to like nothing you can't step back in the ring and be just as physical with a fucking busted up jaw mm. and then you know it I mean? also lets the public know that he's not a real boxer well i mean it's and okay you, for you, you don't well, want that illusion he, broken but here's the thing dude he's not a machine he's a man <laughs> <laughs> come on you got to get this one <laughs> <laughs> you're right alex he's he is a man <laughs> You you made him. You can't make him bleed, dude. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's just get to the answer in this one. <laughs> I, I I must break you. <laughs> and then I you'd be like, go for it. Oh, I don't know what man. You've been sneaking some stuff in here that just have has uh has wrecked me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, but so, are, what's what's Joe's gut feeling? Because I think you've been right pretty much, and I've been wrong. Well, so my what, Molly Ringwald was off. <laughs> I guess that's true, huh? Yeah. I don't. Oh, let's try to put it together. What are you feeling leaning towards, and what am I feeling like I lean towards, and then maybe they'll match up. Are you sure it's Eileen or is it Maureen? Uh, I'd rather not revisit that painful memory. You know what? I think at this point, like we're we're basically at, again at a fifty-fifty shot. So. I know. <laughs> so, so what do you, what do you? But what do you think then? Is it is it? Uh, yeah, I, I I think it's true. I think if they fucking got any closer or any more physical, the insurance premiums would go up, and they were already probably on a shoestring budget. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's the thing. I don't think they are on a shoestring budget. <laughs> you don't think so, huh? I mean, two no, mega stars. I, yeah, I, th- I think I think Rocky Four's, you know, it's got a decent budget, and so, but you know, with the with that comes so much more insurance. Yeah, I guess so. And well, and then fucking half the movies in like a cabin in the middle of like snow, right? right. So, so maybe you're true. Maybe it's true. They maybe they fucking were able to cut budgets here and there. So. But I don't know. 
I don't know. Insurance premiums going up. Gage physically in the boxing scenes. They hated the fake punches. Let's let's fucking go. Let's go wild. Let's go. Let's go false. Let's, let's say that it wasn't do- the insurance premiums. They just. Oh, oh okay. Let's, oh. Say, let's let's do it. Let's get wild. Let's let's think let's think like a critic here. Okay. I doubt it had anything to do with the fake punches. I think it was by this point. It's Rocky fucking four. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many times are we gonna see Rocky do Rocky? Yeah, how how many times am I gonna have to complain about Sylvester Stallone's like mumbling lisp? You know what I mean? As like, it turns out, at least three more times. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's not the ones you win; it's the ones you lose on the matches. Once you get up, you know, I'm fighting because I got cancer. Like what the <laughs> fuck? All right, Rocky. Uh, break me down because I'm afraid. It, I won't give up. You don't give up. You know, punching and taking one hit at a time. I think I think we should, we should go false because you know I got to fight the good fight. I'm surprised it took us this long to do Stallone impersonations. <laughs> I we're think, usually on it pretty quick. I don't know. We're kind of slacking. I think you forgot about the Sabonautics. <laughs> so false, huh? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. This is false. <laughs> you know, you know what they say: never go full, full Stallone. <laughs> I'm false. <laughs> you never go for stone. <laughs> that wasn't my stone. It was your stone. <laughs> I'm the stone that the podcast made me. You don't understand. They drew first stone. You know, between me and you, I've never actually seen Back to the Future. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, we got to jump in. It's been like an hour. No, nope, like this is it. We're editing this whole thing. It's just going to be us doing Stallone the whole yeah, time. It's an hour of us like, hey, you know, the podcast is back <laughs> <and> real. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, so insurance premiums go up. Because they hit each other. <laughs> but between me and you, I think it's false. Is it false? That's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dumb. I know. <laughs> no. Alright, we're going first. Here we go. Three. <laughs> two. Uh, one. Uh, it is false. <laughs> uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Wait, allegedly. Wait. It's false. I told you we never go over five. We never go over five. You never give up. Never give up till you go one for five. Yeah, I just want to make it to question five and still be standing. <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't want to show the world I'm not a bum. <laughs> I gotta pee. <laughs> Look, at least you had a prime, Joe. At least you had a prime. 
So this is false. The actors legit mixed it up during the filming of Rocking 4 for maximum authenticity. Dolph even sent Sly to the ICU once for eight days with a punch to the chest that damaged Sly's heart and nearly killed him. Whoa. Okay. Okay, so it was just the exact opposite. (laughs) The near-fatal chest punch made it into the movie. Fucking Dolph Dolph Lundgren's one-punch man. God, he is, dude. Lundgren, a black belt, was reportedly so aggressive during the fight scenes that Carl Weathers almost quit. After the the Swede picked him up and hurled him three feet into the corner of the ring, it almost caused an actual brawl between the two, and production was halted for four days while Sly smoothed things out between the two. Four, do you know how mad you have to be to hold a grudge for four days? <laughs> like, and think about the money that's on the line, right? Like, I guarantee mm. Carl Weathers and Stallone and everybody, they were not, this is not a small, like you said, a, a low-budget movie. Mm. I, dude, it, I mean, I might, dude, if, if a fucking six-foot-two or four, whatever Lundgren is, really angry buff Dolph Lundrum is like whapping me around and I say hey dude fucking chill it a little bit the director will tell us and he just throws me three feet into the corner I might be a little mad I might I might hold a grudge for four days yeah like if my character is about to die in two scenes I'm really not giving it my all here <laughs> yeah I yeah you're like yeah you're two scenes away from retirement like <laughs> damn it Riggs I was almost there yeah I, I, I'm only two two scenes from retirement <laughs> it was a one week shoot <laughs> calm down <laughs> so here's the last little bit the, the sound effects were considered cutting edge for the time using real sounds for real recorded or from real recorded punches and analyzed by people in the boxing, boxing industry for accuracy the iconic Russian training scenes were filmed in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is apparently the closest thing we have to Serbia or Siberia in the lower 48. Wild, dude. Dude, fucking Lundgren almost prevented uh, Rambo 3. Looking back, you probably should (laughs) have. We almost never got Demolition Man. We, without that, we'll never know what to do with the shells. Yes, we almost never got Cobra. We wouldn't have ever gotten Rocky Five. <laughs> we would have never gotten Rocky Balboa. The Creeds. We would have never gotten Rambo Four. We would have never gotten <laughs> uh, any of the uh, uh, Expendables. Right. Oh man. Fuck, Dolph, Dolph Lundgren probably probably should have hit harder. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled his punch. <laughs> That's insane, though. He fucking nearly T- killed him. Turns out uh, he wasn't kidding when he said he had to break that dude. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what? Here's the thing, dude. If fucking... If Stallone went any lighter on his chest day, he might be dead. Like, that thing was probably cushioned by the right. mountain of steroidal muscle he had. You ready? Perfect number I am. four. All right, dude. <clears throat> All right. Fact number four. An actual pirate ship was built 
for the set of the 1985 movie Goonies, but was kept but was kept as a surprise from the kids so they could capture their natural reaction to seeing the ship for the first time. Unfortunately, they couldn't use the original take because they oh, didn't anticipate mm, mm, a bunch can of I, teenagers. I wanna, because Josh Brolin said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says, he blurted out things like, oh, fuck, and holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, true. And <laughs> <laughs> reshot the pirate ship to reveal... To make sure it was appropriate for all audience, audience. So, um, so yeah, it sounds like you already fucking know this one. Yeah, um, there was something they did a, like a Goonies cast reunion, and someone was talking. I can't remember who, but uh, I think it was Josh Brolin. There, like, he was talking about how they set it up, and like they were blindfolded and they were put like underwater, and like it was like it was a big production, it was a big to do, and like he. <laughs> As he put it, he's like, I completely blew it. Because <laughs> he, he opened up, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, he's, yeah, he pops up, he's like, holy fucking hell. Yeah, so, um, yeah. See, I watch 80s movies. I know this one. He did. Uh, so, okay, this did fucking cut and dry. Dude, fucking one minute. If you get this wrong. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't have a good Josh Brolin impersonation like I do a Stallone, so... Yeah. Can you do the holy shit in Stallone? Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, I think this one's cut and dry. You sound really confident, so this one is true, though. They couldn't use the original take because the initial reaction was so aggressive and, like, real that they're just like, well, can't. It got, yeah, they're, they're playing backfired. It got too real. <laughs> They underestimated how much teenagers wanted to swear. Yeah. Well, fuck them. <laughs> All right, let's see. We're going true. Three, two, one, bam. It is true. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, so this one's actually a credit to the Doom Generation podcast for bringing this fact fact to my attention in their Goonies episode. And this is one of the writer's favorite episodes so far. The nice. pirate ship was unfortunately dismantled post-production because nobody wanted it. No one wanted a pirate ship. How the fuck is that possible? Other things that were totally real. Under, wonder, or under One-Eyed Willie's hat was a real human skull. Sick. Poltergeist shit. Many of the parents at the end were the actors of the uh, actress's real parents, so there they were the, that was their actual parents playing their well, that parents. Make, that makes casting easy, huh? Yeah, fucking easy as shit. Chunk had a real or had real chicken pox at the beginning of filming, visible under his shirt. So he actually had chicken pox when he started. And actress Anne Ramsey, uh, Mama Fratelli. Mm. channeled her inner Dolph Lundgren to deliver a realistic face slap to her on-set son. Yeah. So he slapped Fucking her in the face. You Joey P. Joe, Joey Pants. <laughs> I think the line was, was he's like, you like him better, Ma. And she just like slaps him in the face and she's like, yeah, I did <laughs> Man, that that poor old lady got typecasted as that. Me, I bet she was a real sweetheart in life. I, in real life. I know it was probably fucking because she was a she was also from Throw Mama from the Train, right? Yeah, yeah, she was. 
Okay, by by the way, in Italian, Fratelli's means brothers. So the Fratelli brothers are technically the brothers brothers. Brothers, brothers, <laughs> my bro, Man. brother. I was, I was, I was like, there's just too much dead air. Where's it kind of like? Yeah, that's it. They, they're brothers, this, brothers, brother, brothers. <laughs> well, dude, you fucking crunched that one. You just yeah. It, and I it, was like, I was, I was going to be like, well, maybe should I listen to the rest of the question and then pretend like, oh, I think it's. I was like, nah, I should, I should probably come clean. And be like, I, I already know this one. You, you got excited. You need to make up for like not seeing Back to the Future. Yeah, is what it was. I was. Uh... You didn't just, dude. You didn't just get this one right. You fucking shotgunned a beer and it hit like five home runs in a row, dude. That's how aggressive <laughs> you took this question. <laughs> I, I, uh, I mainlined some steroids. Took a shot from Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> right in the heart. Right in the fucking heart. Came back to life and answered that fucking question. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what happened, dude. You fucking you gave no shits. <laughs> but but hey, thanks Doom Generation for giving us this fact. That's it is really funny. That is I actually never knew that. I never knew they had a first take. So It's really great going back now watching it knowing it's like the second or third take. And being like, This kids can't act for shit. Yeah. <laughs> what a bunch of ham actors. Right. <laughs> Dude, oh, God. All right, dude. Well, we got that one right. So right now, we are... We're two and two, two, right? two and two. We are two and two. So, dude, thank, thanks for catching us up on that one, man. Fuck. Hey, dude, we got we got it. We got to go. Like, your gut went false on that last one. My, uh, my endless hours of scrolling YouTube finally paid off. <laughs> I know. So. Watching the extra credits, right? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, so now we got one more. This will this will prove if we can, you know, if we know our eighty uh, shit or not. All right, dude. Here we go. Last one. Fact number five. When Disney terrified Generation X with Return to Oz in 1985, they based it off of the books, which are fair use instead of the film, so there would be no conflict with MGM. The only problem was that Dorothy wore silver shoes in the books, not ruby slippers. MGM changed it for the movie to take advantage of Technicolor. Disney had to pay an exorbitant sum to MGM to carry over the iconic ruby slippers and ensure continuity with the first movie. Huh. So, if I, if I remember, Return to Oz is—it's really fucking creepy. It's—it's it's terrifying, right? Because it's—it's not. I know, but I can't remember her shoes on it. Like, That's—that's—that's that's, that's just not what pops in my head first when she, I think about that movie. She—she <laughs> she had red slippers, or she had the red shoes. Because mm. it comes off the fucking Gnome King. Like, why the fuck is he wearing red slippers? Right. Yeah, he's wearing them. Like that's right. What the isn't, fuck? Is and he... isn't Dorothy like really young in that movie? Yeah. Well, they based it. I think Dorothy is young in the books too. Right. Right. I think it's like a lot like an Alice in Wonderland feel. But the, see, the thing is, though, what's crazy about it is it's not just like it's not creepy because of the the aesthetic of the movie. Mm-hmm. 
it's creepy because of like it's a dark movie like she gets taken to a doctor because she can't stop talking about oz and not sleeping they're gonna give her like shock therapy (laughs) like yeah you know and it's like really and they're all like happy about it and fucking hey this is gonna clear it up (laughs) right and they're fucking (laughs) prepping this little girl to get like jolted and um and there's just tons of like the wheelers were really creepy uh the fucking even like the people like remember the headless lady she'd swap heads yeah dude but see they i also remember too that the tin man and scarecrow and lion looked um a lot different too yeah i was like they were not warm and fuzzy no right they i mean the lion was a legit lion like yeah you know the tin man looked like a robot rather than like just a guy you know in like you know Mm -hmm. cone shaped tin arms and stuff like no he looked like a robot and then the scarecrow was kind of the scarecrow actually looked more disney believe it or not like than human (laughs) you know what i mean um the only thing i can think of why this would be false is that they didn't ask mgm and mgm sued him (laughs) they just are like we're fucking Disney. What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, I'd imagine. Like, that's a flex move. That is a flex. But I don't know. So here's the thing, though. Oh, is... or did copyright... Ha- or did, did, did was that the copyright up? Because Wizard of Oz was made in 1939. So okay. by the time... Was the copyright... Like, so did they just use the red slippers? Because they bought it, right? Like, they, they I think they own the Wizard of Oz now. I want to say, though, I think the red slippers were always red slippers, ruby slippers. Oh, not silver? I don't think they were silver. I could be wrong, but I feel like... I I think they were silver. You think they were silver, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. I think I remember hearing something that that's why they're red, because they wanted to show the color. I mean, that would make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. because it's definitely shinier than, you know silver sparkles because that's just shiny right right did do you remember does she still click them i think they're still like that right yeah i think i think she says hmm this is a tough one okay so you're thinking she's still silver disney Mm -hmm. had to pay to carry over the iconic ruby slippers to ensure continuity but if but see here's the trick though why would they still do ruby slippers if they didn't need to right unless they had to do it but they didn't. They didn't want to base anything else off except for the ruby slippers. Why would they do that? Because they're just that iconic. I don't know. See, that's the that's the thing, right? Like, because I mean, I could totally see you know, no place like home, being ruby slippers completely synonymous with Wizard of Oz. But I mean, mm-hmm. so is everything else, right? The the cowardly lion being like a dude that walks in a lion costume instead of just a lion lion. You know what I mean? Right. I see. This is a tough one. This is really tough. You're pushing us to the allegedly limit here. Oh no, dude! I'm uh, I'm about to go down a well. Because I'm trying to remember. Because once upon a time, I used to watch this show called Once Upon a Time. Oh yeah, classic. Classic, and that show aired on ABC, which is owned by Disney. And at one point, the fucking Green Witch. From fucking Wizard of Oz shows up. Yep. Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. 
I think in 1985, Disney just bought the fucking Wizard of Oz. So, so they didn't have to pay copyright. Like, I think they own the rights now. Because, like, so I don't think they had to pay MGM for the Red Rubies slippers. Because I think they just owned it. Yeah. Or they just they just own it, and so it didn't matter. Like, they weren't violating anything. Well, they kind of went out of their way, right, to make it its own entity away from... Mm-hmm. But then again, they had some things that carried over, right? Hmm. Like, and that's like, I'm getting, because I know Disney itself changed how long copyright uh, lasts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it used to, be, it used to like, burn out in, like, 20 years or whatever. They changed it to, like, 80 fucking years or some shit like that. Yeah, Disney That way did. no one could ever take the mouse, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he has to, they have to do something to renew it, but... Mm-hmm. Even if they don't, fucking yeah, Mickey Mouse ain't going nowhere. So, so if I'm putting on my cynical hat, I think the copyright ran out, and Disney bought it out from underneath MGM, and they just made a movie to try to cash in, and it didn't work. They made a movie to fucking whip it out at MGM and flex, and be like na 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 na, and then they made the scariest movie of all goddamn time. <laughs> I know. They're like, we it was supposed to be a horror movie. Because right, this is also right around the time they made the Black Cauldron, too. They were taking real Dude, weird swings. <laughs> Black Cauldron. I, I actually really like that movie, but it is freaky. Right? Yeah. It's, it's real dark. It, it's not It's not just that it's like like Goonies, right? Goonies has, mm-hmm. some, has some like freaky scenes in it, but Goonies was not like dark. You know what I mean? You didn't no, get, like, they, a dark they somehow vibe. made child murderers charming. Yeah, in well, a weird Well, attempted fucking... child murderers. I mean... Dude, yeah, you can. You're only so successful, even with a gun, after you get bopped in the face by like one of the kids' spring-loaded boxing glove <laughs> he keeps in his trench coat, and that knocks you on your ass and like comedically slide down the the side of the water, right, or whatever the the waterway. Obviously, yeah, that's not. You're not as threatening as you think you are. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, listen here, brothers, brother. <laughs> Look at here, brother, brothers. <laughs> I'm listening, brother, brother. <laughs> so, so you're thinking this is a Disney sat like a like a Disney flex that didn't pan out. That's what I'm thinking. Let's do it. Let's fucking do or, it. Or did MGM make the sequel and Disney just bought it from? I don't know, but I have a feeling like. I don't think Disney ended up shelling out money to MGM. Mm. It's like, that's just my gut feeling on this. Okay, let's do it, dude. Let's go gut feeling. Fuck it. (sighs) This, this, we're living off the seat of our pants. Yep. Because I don't know. I don't have anything to go off of it. There's a, there's something in me that says maybe it's always Ruby slippers in the books. Right. Mm. So they don't have to pay anything because it's books, right? Which are Mm -hmm. fair use. But I don't know. Ooh. You know what I'm feeling? I'm feeling like we should take it to the limit. Yes. <laughs> limit. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's fucking do it, dude. Let's what do, do we got to lose? What do we got to lose? A fake game we run anyway, so we can just make the score whatever we want? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be at the end, so I'm not a bum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'm clicking my red heels right now. Oh, there's no place like right. True? Wait, true? We're going true. 
Or no, we're going falls. They didn't we're going have falls. to pay. There's there's no place like falls. Okay, okay, kids, knock it together. No place like falls. No place like falls. Are you ready? Mm. Three, two, one, bam! Oh, it's true. Damn it. <laughs> so the ruby slippers are not in the original books. And MGM keeps them on a tight, expensive leash. Released 43 years after the original, it made it into the Guinness Book of World Records for longest gap of time between a movie and the sequel. Beat in 2006 by Bambi 2. (laughs) (laughs) The Gnome King was supposed to be played by either Christopher Lloyd or Tim uh, Tim Curry, which would have been fucking either one. Fucking awesome. Uh... Return to Oz was the directorial debut for Walter Murch, who never directed another film again. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Well, oh, I, I, how funny it would be if he just went and made horror films after that? He's like, turns out I'm great at it. <laughs> Found my calling. He, he needs to go work at Monsters, Inc. He would have gotten all the screams. <laughs> he just walks in a room. And he's just like, hey, have you seen this movie? Yeah! <laughs> Thanks. See ya. So, a uh, little side note. Speaking of rubies, one of the Doom Generation hosts mentioned she has a dog named Ruby, which is a name we obviously like a lot. It's our, it's our daughter's name is Ruby. <laughs> I was like, are you going to tell people why you like that name? Yeah, we have a, <laughs> we have a daughter named Ruby, so... Too bad, too bad. We, I guess I'd need ruby slippers for it to work. I was just clicking my heels together, and it didn't seem to pan out. Yeah, you know what? I uh, I led us astray on this one. It's okay. Dude, it's but a... But I took it to the limit. You did. That, that's what's important. Here. Yes, we... Dude, we, we tried. We tried, and that is all that matters. I, a... like John DeLorean, flew too close to the sun <laughs> and ended up just making a shitty car. <laughs> Yes, but but uh, to our benefit, we have a bonus. Hey, look at this. Back to the bonus. <laughs> Ooh, back to the bonus. So the bonus question is, uh, bonus is, interviewer Jonathan Ross asked Sly Stallone to rate the first five Rocky movies on a scale of one to ten. Plus one bonus if you can correctly guess what which ratings he gave to which movies. But the writer has included uh, numbers, so uh, on this because I, I just noticed a trend. Uh-oh. I thought I thought these numbers were associated differently, but there's a ten, there's a zero, there's two seven point fives, and there's one nine. Oh, okay. Let's bust out the zeros. Five. Okay, so you think you think five is the zero? Yeah, five and three. Th- you th- well, no, there's only. One, two, three, four, five. There's only there's only one zero. Oh, there's only one zero? Okay, yep. it's five. See, I feel like he would say that's a seven five. Mm. And See, the reason I why I think I think the reason they made Rocky Balboa is because it's... five was bad. Right. Okay, okay, okay. So and that's my thinking. No, I, I totally get why that too. I feel like I feel like one's gonna throw us through a curve because Sly Stallone's favorite. I don't think is everybody else's favorite. Like I would not be surprised mm. if he rolls out and Rocky five is his favorite because it like, they tried to take it a different direction and emotionally like build a character with mm-hmm. Rocky 
who whose fucking only purpose in a, in the show is to like fucking punch people. So I don't know. Let's go zero. Let's go just Stallone is just a basic bitch, right? Mm-hmm. Like channel your Stallone, dude. It's, Boom. It's five five zero four five zero because if I can change and you can change, everybody can change. So there's two. There's two seven point fives. Yes, I think. I think ten and nine. Ten and nine are dedicated to the first two Rockies. Yeah, I think. I I'll go ten nine seven point five seven point five zero. That's that's how I would do it. Okay, so wait. So let me get this. Rocky two. Okay. So Rocky's ten. Yep. Okay, Rocky's ten. Rocky two was nine. Rocky three was a seven point five. Oh. I'm so like I'm going like if I'm raking him or is Stallone like he Stallone mm. has to rake him. And right. That's the thing, right? I would like, go I would go ten, seven point five, seven point five, nine, zero. You're gonna go nine on Rocky four, huh? I think Stallone likes that one. Okay, so nine, so seven point. Okay, for the first time ever, I am gonna do my own ranking because I'm just kind of interested to see. Ooh, I don't, I don't think I like you're, it. I like it. I don't think you're wrong, but I I want to double down on our on the guesses and see. Okay. So, so I'm gonna go because I'm gonna get wild with this one. Okay. Okay. I'm I gonna like go. I'm, the first one I'm gonna go is a seven point five. Direct, he is his 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 debut like his big movie right he's a lead mm-hmm. but i i feel like he's like it's like jaws right like spielberg hates jaws even though it's a huge success you know what i mean right because he's like nervous about it right the second one i think he's gonna go nine i'm gonna say mm. the third one he's gonna go 10 the fourth one Ooh. he's gonna go zero and then the fifth one, he's gonna go seven point five. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just, I'm going all. That's in. a buck wild list. It's I. You know what? I wanted to go kind of weird with it because I feel like Stallone's gonna come out. Ooh, actually, you know what? I might. I might. You know what? No, I have to change it. I have to agree with you. I'm sorry. I have to. I'm gonna go ten, and then I'm gonna go seven point five for Rocky two, and then I'm gonna go nine on Rocky three. And the Whoa. reason why the reason why I changed it is because I totally forgot. Because of the he robot, he wrote it. He wrote it. Ten, Rocky Ten, or Rocky the first one, Rocky One. Right. He wrote it, mm-hmm. and he did not sell out. He wanted to be the star of it. He wanted. Yeah. Fucking they they offered him a bunch of money, and he turned it down exactly. to star in it. So I think yeah. he knew he was sitting on a fucking gold mine. He was sitting on a fucking great movie, and so I think he would give Rocky a ten. Mm-hmm. great story great movie all that okay so we got for your list we have 10 7.5 7.5 9 and 0 mm-hmm. i say 10 7.5 9 0 7.5 let's do it you know what i'm gonna make one more change oh god i'm gonna switch around rocky three and five i i, I just have a core feeling that he's gonna give rocky five a fucking great score <laughs> so, so two and three are seven point fives. Rocky four was zero, and Rocky five was nine. That's what I'm thinking. All right. Are you ready? Fucking is that is that is that your is that your final answer? Yeah, that is my final answer. I'm, I'm, are you lo- 
Are you locked in? I'm ready to go if you are. Let, I'm, I can go all nine rounds. Hey, hey, Joe, ring the bell. Ding, ding. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see. The answers to the questions. Rocky. Okay, I got it. Let me hold on. I'm going to. Rocky 1 is a 10. Yes. So I'm going to put a little exclamation mark. Rocky 2 score, 7.5. We both got that. Rocky 3's score, 9. He gave Rocky 3 a 9. So. We both have sent one. And then he gave Rocky 5 a 7.5. So we both missed that one. Wow. And then he gave Rocky 5. Or he gave Rocky 4 a 7.5. Rocky 5 a 0. So you got that. You outscored me, Joe. Does it? Do I, I, we had to get all of them, though, didn't we? Uh, no, I think we had to get one. At plus one bonus, if you can correct, guess, correctly guess the ratings he gave to it, which movies? It's plus one each time. That's a plus one each time. I would say so. Uh, hey, I'll go with that because I got two right. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Take that a four out of five. If you want to be pedantic, right, we only got the two. You actually got three because you Ooh. got you got Rocky five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got the zero on that. I thought he was going to throw a ten at us and be a little dick about it. But, dude, no, yeah, you crushed that list, dude. Fucking, if you switched around uh, Rocky two, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Rocky three, yeah, Rocky three was like super high on his list. Wow, yeah, I did not, I did not see the Mister T one scoring high. So fucking great, dude. Well, we did it. Sorry, uh, sorry to the Doom Generation for <laughs> not being the best representation of eighties fandom. God damn! <laughs> I, I gotta go back and watch this shit. The pandemic's been hard on me. We're, turns out we're the Rocky Two of '80s fandom. <laughs> we're a seven point five at best. Listen, listen. At least we're not Rocky Five. Hey, it's it's real hard to be that bad. Yeah, we're not we're not the Back to the Future Two or the Indiana Jones Second Temple of Doom. You know what I mean? Like. Hey, hey, I'll take whoa. Temple of Doom over Kingdom of Crystal Skulls. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Temple of Doom looks good in hindsight. It does. In comparison to where it went, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> let's be honest, Rocky, actually, Rocky Balboa, great movie. I, I Honestly, I, I'm really surprised at how good that one is. Exactly. It was, it, for a fucking 60-year-old man boxing a dude in his prime, like, what kind of silly premise is that? <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> but it's... It, so dumb but it's, it's so good because it's rocky kind of fucking it does good so yeah sometimes uh, you just gotta get back up look you got stuff in the basement that you gotta unpack i have stuff down there <laughs> that's i think he said something like that <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it allegedly listeners you certainly got something this week. <laughs> and like it or not, we'll be here next week with more facts and possibly and maybe a new friend, maybe with less friends. But either way, we'll be here giving you all that good good. <laughs> and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Tunes, Good Pods, or wherever you find fine podcasting. Uh, follow us at Twitter. 
and email us if you want to tell us how much we suck at 80s movies at uh, legendly.podcast at gmail.com. See you around! <laughs>